guys. This is Mario Javon Shaw, your co-host for You Go Boy Podcast. This week, my computer crashed, and I had to restart it. So, unfortunately, I do not have the music for our intro this week. But next week, I'll have it. And so, listen to this week's podcast episode or journal entry number 13. Let's go. Welcome back, guys. This is journal entry number 13. 13. Yes. To be honest with you guys, I lost the episode. <laughs> so this is going to come out on Thursday. I was ready to like edit it Wednesday morning, all that type of stuff with the commercials, everything. Um, but we're going to have to redo it. And that's life. So I am your co-host, uh, Mario Javon Shaw. And who are you? And I'm your other co-host, Nigel C. Mask. And it's a pleasure to be back, even for a second time, talking about such a great topic. So <laughs> here we are again. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yes, yes. And <laughs> I feel like from Lisa Nichols. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you were listening. Oh, <laughs> you, you're going to be listening to Jay Bosco. And that's another thing, too, that I already know, because I had already had to do the pre Part for it. So because my computer crashed, I do not have the intro music at all. So I created a nice little intro for oh, us. Yeah. So you're going to be able to hear that. Um, and all of these things. profound, gentlemen. Yeah, this one is going to be very, very uh, scrappy-like. But, you know, our sound quality scrappy. is great. Yeah, it's gonna like a little scrappy? Yeah, like scrap. Like it's going to be scrappy. Chopped and screwed? No. What what have you scrappy? never heard the word scrappy before? Not in the way you're using it. What you talking about? Like it's going to be scrappy. Like, it, like, like the word scrappy is you know unorganized a little bit. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you did came up with. Yeah, That's I came funny. up with a good old little intro. I did dun dun dun. But y'all hear it at the beginning, so I don't need to repeat it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. It's interesting. Really so is. you don't. So we normally would say like, "Oh, well, what are you drinking?" But I see that you don't have anything. I do. But I have water again because oh. I'm just like I'm scared of having nightmares right now. <laughs> like I had a bad dream like two days ago, and I'm just like, <sighs> "Do you want to talk about it? What is? Damn, you no. okay? It's about it was with a white one. I'm crazy. What?" <laughs> she met a white woman and an old white woman that had a demon inside of her. And I've been looking at all over the had a dream like about I'm... an old white woman that had a demon inside her. And where was she? In my house. In your house. She's just trying to attack me. Mm. And I'm scared. And so. <laughs> Did you eat something crazy? No. Like, I mean, obviously, I've been eating like more very, very healthy lately. Today I worked out real good too. I for just with the weightlifting today, I like burned four hundred calories, and that was out the cardio because I do like I do cardio as well. So That's I've been working out, for me. drinking, with my water, my greens, keeping my body alkaline. You know what I'm about to say? <laughs> I yeah. knew it was coming. <laughs> That's my line right there. So you trying to be super fun? I'm trying to be super. Hello, thirties coming up for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just really do put everything into perspective, though. Like, I'm so excited to turn another year. This is a lot of just people coming and going these days. And folk dying and they never died before. 
Yeah, man. I'm happy to get older now. Yes. You know how people be so sad? Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm every day, and I'm a, I'm on this side. Hello? I'm a part seen of the and I viewed. Come on. I seen and I viewed. Come on in here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, my sir. God. Did you hear about um, Barbara from Shark Tank, her 70th birthday party? That's the one with the short haircut? Yes. She had no. What she did? She had a funeral birthday party. Oh, merciful! They came in and she was in the casket. Ah, uh, hell! <laughs> I would she, have the one get out of there. It's like what kind of sick shit is that? And, and her thing, her her response, <laughs> her little tagline was, "Since you only die once, I'd rather experience it and live it. <laughs> I'd rather live the moment and be dying." So she wanted to fake her death, bitch. How she was there so she could live her experience. And you know she owned a funeral home. So the thing was that funeral home. People love to say, you know such and such. I ain't know that shit. And why would she get her... Mm. <laughs> why would she climb her ass into a case? <laughs> I know. And people was like, man, like Wendy, oh, Wendy was, she was like, <laughs> Wendy was like, see, that's the type of shit you do at 20 years old. At 70, this shit could be true. <laughs> you could be dead yesterday and today you're asking me. Hello, why you playing ball-headed games? Let somebody fuck around and close that casket, bitch. You can't get out. That ass is really going to be seven feet under. Okay. Yeah, it ain't going to be no birthday party no it's more. It's going to be six feet under. It's seven. How is it seven? I don't know, shit. I, I just feel like it sinks. You know, the plates of the earth are shifting. So, so we might, need one more foot. So you make sure be, I'm really down there. You might be going on extra foot. I want to be lifted up. No. Oh, that, oh this only more the body could go down, but I need my spirit to be lifted. Okay. okay. Oh, look. Okay. Shoot. <laughs> I may be asking in the body. Oh, but I'm present, present with the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can't talk about that. We can't. We can't talk about being churchy because. Uh, a pastor in Raleigh, North Carolina, said that that we can have homosexuals in the church, <laughs> but we can't joke and the gays can't be involved. Well, I'm gonna send you that video, Nigel. The pastor on Sunday, they was inviting the past, they was inviting somebody, I guess, to do a performance to speak, and they denied the person from being able to speak because he said when he gave he got i'm not laughing because it's sad but it's like damn you know pastor he said when the man got to the church he had homosexual ways he talked like a homosexual that's what he was saying and he mm. was like we don't need no he was talking he said the word sissies mm. and yeah he was saying that like when he got born and raised in the church uh you know when he first got introduced to the church it was somebody that was feminine and he didn't know how to handle that and stuff so we can't say these things i'm grown. the church won't let us no i'm just messing <laughs> look so, i'm grown i know I god <laughs> i know god i'm just gonna leave that right okay. where it is but anyway as for me in my house i am drinking hennessy black yes. with a splash of apple juice um one tonight i love that y'all know i used to love hennessy and there used to be a street in Charlotte called Hennessy. It's on, in Charlotte called Hennessy Place. I wanted to live on Hennessy. Now, for some reason, I do not like the taste of Hennessy. Mm. It tastes like water pennies to me. Uh, I know. It tastes like pennies. I'm not going to ask you how you would know what pennies taste like because... I have put I a just, penny in my mouth before. I'm sure. I'm very sure. As, just a, one, kid, as a kid. As a kid. You only put one in there? I think I only put one penny in my mouth as a kid. 
I'm mm. trying to think. Maybe two at the same time. Lord. Penny. <laughs> in my I got I'm not gonna say anything else about it, but that's just what I'm choosing. And shout out to um a good friend who is studying to be a sommelier. What is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that would get your ass. Yeah, I knew that would get your you know that. Ah. Ain't nobody know what no sommelier. Let me try to guess. Studying to be is this a grad program or undergraduate program? <laughs> it's neither one. Studying to be a sommelier. So this is a certificate program. Ooh, not certificate. No, they're very hard to become, actually. Do you need your bachelor's in order to to study to become a sommelier? I don't know the great details, but I'm going to say no. But you do need to be smart and your taste buds need to work. Okay, so thank you for that feedback. This is is somebody that is a taste tester. (laughs) I mean, of sorts. To learn different palettes. Very sophisticated. Let's be very clear about that. Very, very, very sophisticated. Child, that's not um, like folks' food. Okay, well, it has to do with wine. Um, so there's that. And oh, uh huh. Google it. Google it. I could. Uh, I'm that. I don't need no degree. Bitch, you just said I've you had fucking pitties in your mouth. You ain't life. nobody Somalia. I just studied to be a Somalia my entire life. You might have. Nah, see, that's going to be culturally insensitive. Y'all so are, gonna we are cutting up today. <laughs> gonna, Ooh, self-regulation, self-regulation, self-regulation. Anyway, she blessed me with a bottle of wine tonight, today, y'all, and it is 15%. I ain't never had no, no uh, wine whose percentage was 15%. And it's from, Really? I have. I have it, and it's really? from Spain. It's a red blend, and it's like of the finest, like Spanish uh, grapes. So I'm ecstatic about trying Spanish. Okay, so they had Spanish grapes. Um, mm-hmm. so South Africa. When I was in South Africa, theirs is high. Their mm. alcohol percentage in their wine is high, mm. and their wine is good. So normally, when they have a South African wine in America, it's usually on a high end price. But in South Africa. The equivalency in, in American money, U.S. dollars, was probably like five dollars for an expensive South African so wine. You our money five dollars for an expensive wine in South Africa. Yeah, because our money goes further I'm there. Lit. I don't. Yeah. I'm not good with conversions, which brings me to, to that. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> switching gears and just talking about what. Now, what is there? Do they have liquor in Singapore? Shall you? <laughs> Child, I'm sure they got a little bit of Fuck. a lot <laughs> in, in Asia. So for those who don't know, I am traveling to Asia. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things that's new going on with mm-hmm. me. I have T minus 16 days to, ooh, gee, ooh. That hit different when I say it out loud. 16 okay. days, Jesus. Woo, going to Vietnam, Malaysia, and Singapore. And everybody's in that like, order. Yeah, in that in that order, in that order. Let me stop. I don't need no uh beef with Mama D. I don't need them trying to send me no uh invoice because that's her song. That is her song. Mm-hmm. That's the song when her two fell out. Okay, so um, I'm going to <laughs> in that order. Go to the dentist and get some glue in that order. But anyway, so um, so yeah, it's gonna be a great experience. All that, all that. I'm very honored. I will say to have the opportunity to go. 
but everybody, when I tell them, they're just like, oh my God, that's so amazing. That's so exciting. Aren't you ready? Aren't you excited? I'm like, girl, actually, no, this is going to be a long flight. And this is going to be the longest flight of my life. I've never flown this far. We got to fly from Cincy to Jersey, Jersey to Japan, then Japan to Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam. So since the Jersey is how long? Mm, probably like an hour. And then how long is your layover? Probably the uh, way to the evening. I don't know, but I do know it's not going to be that late. But I will tell you that I will have my Benadryl on standby and my few glasses of wine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is real. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> well, what did you do on your way to Australia? How did you? How did you manage that? So normally you ain't gave me no tips. You fake. That is true because because normally if it is a flight that is that long, it's normally an evening flight because the way that they wow, it's it, gonna be morning and it's twelve hours ahead because we live leave at seven a.m. from New Jersey, from Cincy to New Jersey. That's a seven a.m. flight, and then we have a short. It's not a lengthy layover. Then we fly over to Japan. So how long is the flight? For, uh, from New Jersey to Japan. hours. That's weird. I'm surprised that it's in the morning. Well, and y'all help me out. I only done like... And it's 12 hours ahead. So it, will it be in the morning by the time we get over there? See, that's the thing. So, yeah, be. it would be close to around the same time that you... Because, yeah. So, because the way that it works... I'm like, confused. Oh, I know, right? Because Australia is about... Australia is uh, a day ahead. Uh, like, literally. And, like, but we you travel... Australia is always the last flights to go out in any... In L.A. You know, L.A. is really the only place that, that Australia come into. And that's well. because you go to sleep most of the time. Like, I was on a plane, uh, like, 19 hours. We were on a plane in, for Australia. I want to say it was, like, 19 hours. I just want to know flight. what these get. Do we... But it, like, and you don't feel that because you sleep for about eight hours. You eat for about three, four hours. And then you watch movies for about, you watch two, three movies. So did you take medicine? Mm, I was knocked out. I was sleepy. Sleep? Because they tell you, normally they have the lighting on the, on the plane, like they tell you to turn to close your windows down, like to see outside. They make sure that they're programming you to go and to the other, like to to make I sure. I don't like that programming. Like, I don't like that. Right. That's like see, a the thing is, is that you could end up having like dinner, dinner break. It'll be like, mm, hold on, let me see. I could. It could be like lunch. Okay, it'll be. It, you can have dinner. Breakfast, breakfast. Like, that's how they could be feeding y'all. That's confusing. Because they could do dinner. And then after dinner, obviously, we typically eat breakfast, right? No, after dinner, we have dessert. You're going to have your dessert, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we do in America. Right. After dinner, you do breakfast. And then breakfast, you should, like, if, say, if you, Come in, to pick my breakfast? in the morning, they'll give you another breakfast, actually. You know, I really wish, like, on last holiday, if y'all seen that with Queen Latifah, I just wanted to have a cocoon. Like, I wanted to be living lavish, like, laid out. I just watched Crazy Rich Asians. They had champagne. They had the silk PJs. They was laid out in a little bed. That is the way to do it, though. If you That's wanna... what I want yeah. Yeah. moving forward. So I'm putting that into the atmosphere. That's a lot of money. It really is. It's, okay. it, 
it go about four, four or five thousand for like. Well, a, I believe that I'm gonna be able to do it. Yeah, because I feel like if I got to go that far, now that ain't this is a, I ain't flying to Europe. You feel me? That's different. That's like eight hours. We going beyond, and yeah. I feel like they needed to put a little, tucked away a little extra coin for us to be a little bit more comfortable. I know some people do it. Mm. I know some people that actually really, really do that. It's that's an expensive. Uh, I need to be connected to him. I need some investors. I my would, cash uh, app. If you, you would like to uh, donate to my cocoon. Right. right. Um, <laughs> so, but, so, but like, but like with with the flights that you're talking about. So there is a first class and there's a business class. Business class is a little bit more cheaper than the first class. Now the first class got the full layout layout bed. Yeah, the cocoon. But that business class is still it still have have. Some type of luxury with the business well, class. I feel I hope we in business class since we are a business business college. You feel me? So we should be in the business class. No, that doesn't go. I feel like that goes. No, okay. shit, that flight costs a lot, but they probably I mean you never know. You just never know. Well, we gonna you never see. know. So well, what are you gonna be doing while you're there though? Because I mean it's gonna be some Well, I'm gonna tell you what, what I, what I will be doing. Fit. I might say <laughs> that part. I'm about to be following the rules is what I'm about to be doing. <laughs> okay. You can't fit, can't you, you know. Gum. And then, so, one of, oh, I got a lot of thoughts. One, we're doing this thing called Dinner in the Sky in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. So, imagine a hibachi grill sitting around watching Odoo do his thing. Click it, clack it, clink it, you know, knives and whatnot. Imagine that take away the walls and elevate it 150 feet in the air. That's what I'm going to be doing. As in, it sounds fun. It sounds crazy as hell to the point where our other brothers and sisters of non-color were all about it. And I was like, hell no, I ain't doing that. I'm like, we don't do that type of stuff, that type of craziness. And then before I knew it in the group chat, two of my classmates who are black going to say, I'm in. And I text them so quick. On the side, like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 hey, wait. We didn't vote on that. We didn't have a conversation. There, we didn't vote um, as the black people. The few of us that are going on the trip. <laughs> so, I feel like that we got to vote on that. Oh, like, we got to together. Okay. And that's something we learned as kids. When you would go away with your cousins and stuff, your mama, your daddy, your granny and them, ain't any of them would be like, hey, y'all stick together. If one do it, everybody do it. If one don't want to do it, ain't nobody do it. We are one. Then Frankie Beverly and May said, we are one. Okay. And they wasn't doing that. They wasn't trying to be their brother's keeper. Mm, that's so, child that's got manipulated. And now I'm going, I'm doing it. But then we'll visit some so, other universities and stuff. So you did mention right, and you'll you'll be doing rap, rap, rap sessions with them. But you did mention what's kind of cool is that like with this experience, you have you shared with me before that you have like this pre you, you pre order the food, so you pre order it. Yes. So we had an option like you could be basic, crazy. business, basic. or first class. They was just straight to it. And I said, I'm going a, I'm to a do the business class experience. So I get two complimentary cocktails before we go up. And then I think I skipped out on one part of the five-course meal. And we'll be up there for an hour. They recommend you go to the bathroom <laughs> beforehand. And now that's crazy. I was like, absolutely. And I just want to be secure. Mm. And, they put um, you in that little harness. 
Yeah, I want them to check me like I'm at an amusement park, bitch. Check my harness. See if I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need you now, to do If you have to use the bathroom, do, do you just eject yourself out the, the seat like a and little bungee jump? You better not. So what they say is if by chance they have to do it, they will lower it down. And then basically you're interrupting the experience because it's only an hour. So I'm going to make sure I'm going to go to the bathroom beforehand. I ain't going to be the reason. Damn, that's crazy. So how many of these tables do they have, though? I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything. Like I'm thinking, like, is it like a... I'm thinking, like, a warehouse area and people no. just getting lifted. I mean, not like a... Like, it is outdoors. <laughs> but, like, people just outdoors. getting lifted and lifted and lifted. It's 11-11. Every time I look at the clock, it's that, Nigel. Damn. You've been saying that. Hmm, I need to see what that means. Probably got something to do with that creepy that white one that was in your bed. Yeah, that right. <laughs> Somebody sleeping in my bed. Baby. There's a stranger. <laughs> oh, watch it. <laughs> That's scary. Wow. Let me drink my more water. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a good experience. It's going to be crazy. I'm excited yeah. for you. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because me and I just talk once to twice to thrice every single day. <laughs> and I have no idea. Mm. I'ma just it? be sitting there like Seely on the porch. Ah <laughs> she waiting on Nettie to come. <laughs> waiting on Nettie to come back. Okay. Yeah, you must never play. Yeah, okay. I'm be sitting like that. Lord Oh Lord. I just really out. wish yeah. You need to put some minutes on your card. <laughs> Listen. The thing is, I downloaded WhatsApp, and I'm going to make sure I got my stuff together. It's so crazy. Like, although I know I'm going to be present when I get over there, and I'm going to journal and do all that, I'm just already looking forward to, like, my life back here at the States, which is crazy. Bitch is sad. Teach his own. Be that as it may. That's not good. Okay. Well, anywho, that's our fireside chat, guys. I think we... You know, I shared my moments, you know, <laughs> dealing with in my life, you know. <laughs> and I just has as well. And you know, that's just what we do. Treatments. Breathing treatments and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, this asthma is killing me, guys. Like, I feel like I cannot you just breathe. self diagnose yourself. You ain't been told you had no asthma. You got yes, asthma. I did, Nigel. Who told you you had asthma? It, oh, my God. <laughs> I've been told I had asthma when I... When I, when I did my come act, on to build this liar, just act like he was spitting. I didn't. Are you calling BS? No, but who, uh, who what did told you just do? Who told you you had asthma? The doctor when, when I did my allergy test. I used to every those two don't even go together asthma yeah. and allergy. No, it don't. Well, it, you go for diagnosis and stuff. No, you don't, ho, because yes, I went for an allergy test, and they ain't test me for no asthma. Why would they That's test you because you don't have asthma running in your family. You trying to I pull got all over my eyes. Blood pressure, sugar diabetes, all of that stuff. Mm. I want to see the paperwork. Mm. And, and I don't have severe asthma, mm, but I do like... be needing a breathing treatment from every now and then. What you say, Swat? I don't know. But okay, okay. So you had the albuterol. <laughs> Did you put that in your treatment? No, because I don't need that. Yes, you do. What's that? Non-dispensable. I do know <laughs> what it is. 
I told y'all he get treated with self diagnosed like a whole lot of black folk be doing. Like, mm, I think I got this. <laughs> the doctor told me, and I used to have an inhaler. I used to have an inhaler, Nigel. Did it? Yes. My inhaler expired because I didn't never need it. When? But I used to have an inhaler. 1990 what? No, 2018 it expired. Last year. I ain't ne- I didn't know you for how long. I ain't never seen you have no inhaler. And I was just telling somebody else that, my friend Christy, I was telling her that, that I never talk about how I used to have an inhaler. I'm so glad tonight's topic is what you got to hide because shit, look at you hiding shit. Just, just like a nigga, just be hiding medical issues. You need because. to talk about this, cause bitch, what you, what happened if you would have fell out? We were somewhere I didn't know you have. Well, okay, when you want to do adult things in life, and you okay. tell somebody you got asthma, what what they go? Bitch, you better blow whatever that little motion you got. To do. You better do that while you in the bathroom. Hold on, hold on, hold on. together. You in the bed, you stop. <laughs> That is just so unsexy. That is so I got ass. I didn't have an ass attack. Oh, my God. How'd he die? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Jesus Christ. We over here. Oh, Jesus. You know, you over here trying to passion. You know, we adults here. You know what I mean? You know what's happening. You know, in the bed. And then you over there. Go over there. You got to go into your lawn. You said, yeah, I can cook. <laughs> the motherfucker say, what is that? <laughs> and now you hear somebody <laughs> while y'all making a little, all of a sudden you're, <laughs> that's not okay. So make sure you do that in your prep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do that in your prep. They don't know if you pass in a wind or something. And whatever, at that moment, everything has to cease. And they wheezing and shit. <laughs> I I'm wheezing. Get off me, get off me. I don't even got time to be reliable. Like, sick of... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. We didn't went well, there. <laughs> this has been our fireside chat. We thank you so much it's for been on fire. Okay. We'll be back after these messages, after this commercial. So stay tuned for the rest of you, Go Boy Podcast. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Can I believe you, Wendy? <laughs> Hello, guys. So, of course, this is a commercial break. And I just wanted to tell you about the awesome opportunity to be able to advertise on You Go Boy Podcast. So in each journal entry, we have our sponsors. If you're interested, just hit us up in our DMs. We forgot our password for our Google email, and we need to figure that out. But in the meantime, please hit us up for the DMs. Um, yeah, so You Go Boy Podcast on Instagram, um, as well as on Facebook, if you're interested. They're very low cost. And you can reach a market of over 100 people around the country. So let's do it, right? So hit us up on uh, You Go Boy Podcast um, Instagram to hear about our packages. Thank you and enjoy the second half of You Go Boy Podcast. Welcome back to You Go Boy Podcast. I hope you like those commercial breaks. Yes, guys, like if you have 
uh, business or anything like that, you're interested in advertising, please DM us on You Go Away Podcast. We forgot what the uh, code is so for our Gmail. So we'll figure that out one day. And we'll get back Not to our one day. No, we're going to do that soon. So you all can actively use that. Yeah. But one day, it will be soon. One day. And yeah. And the thing is, is that until then, hit us up on the DMs. All right. Cool. <laughs> but y'all have already been doing it anyway. Um, but we'll get it right. We're going to get this part. We're going to get the email right. Now, today is the topic is what are you trying to hide? And the reason why we kind of like talked about this is because oftentimes um, LGBT kids of color have to hide their sexuality um, in the public um, so that they won't get bullied or anything like that. And unfortunately, this week we experienced Nigel Shelby uh, committing uh, or completing suicide, which is very sad for us, definitely um, individuals who are members of the LGBT community and the fact that the boy looked just like us you know and so part of that which we love about you know um our podcast is that not just lgbt people are able to feel comfortable but we really create an experience for people to own who they are and have a space to be validated and oftentimes we don't have spaces to be validated and i won't just single it out by saying in the black community I think in general, you know, we often don't have that space um, to for somebody to validate and to just for us to feel our full self. And when this little boy was trying to be his full self at this young age where I didn't even have the courage to be able to do that, you know, it just didn't hold on for, for him. And that's why I try to be more of a representation for uh, LGBT youth and stuff, even on my Instagram, just showing them different examples of what it means to be a black gay man out here in today's society, you know, being, we're here, we're clear, you know, <laughs> and that type of thing. But it really is true. Like, we have to speak out. Like, the pastor at Raleigh, you know, North Carolina, just this past weekend, how he even said, you know, some of the things that he mentioned, it's just sickening. You know, oh, we could have gay people at the church, but they can't be involved. It's like, oh, we could be we could be here, but we can't we can't be heard type mm-hmm. of thing. And that's the true thing. So we want to do a little podcast to represent that. Nigel, do you have um anything you would like to share? Um yeah. So it was interesting because when I saw um post about Nigel Shelby, it really struck a chord with me because we share the same name. Um it was it's been very, very few other black boys or just people in general that I've ever met with the name Nigel. So to see a young black boy who identified um, as gay, as queer, you know, a part of the community at such a young age and just was living out loud and he had my name, like we shared the same name. It just hit a little different for me. It struck a chord with me because um, I saw myself and oftentimes we say that we see ourselves in our and our friends, or we try to see ourselves in people that have similar stories to us. But this was different for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so, like, I became very emotional 
when I was reading his story, I was reading posts that other uh, Black men who identify as either, uh, you know, identify as part of the community were sharing, um, urging us to create more spaces where people feel safe, where they can be vulnerable, be the most authentic selves, and um, using our platforms and influence to um, influence the world around us and influence spaces. Mm -hmm. So I just... My heart is saddened for him and for his family um, and those connected to him, friends, um, other friends that um, may been going through that same experience with him. Um, mm-hmm. And I started internalizing his experience as if it were my own um, about how I was bullied when I was growing up, how I didn't have the courage to own my identity at that age and how spaces were not safe for me to speak up about my truth. And the fact that he was able to do that, I was so inspired by that. And it's just so um, tragic and so unfortunate that his young life has come to an end. And when I saw him, I'm like, dang, he will never be the 28-year-old mm-hmm. Nigel that I am today. However, I wasn't the the preteen Nigel that he was um, yeah, as well. So it's just very interesting to see how just time has gone past, how things have evolved, how society to a degree has evolved. And we have to, I, well, I should say I acknowledge that, but I also see how much work there is to do. Um, And I'll further think about how I can become more of an advocate, like, I wanted to post something on social media like others Mm -hmm. were doing because I felt empowered. I felt inspired, I should say, more so um, by the courage of others standing up. And and I mean, by others, I mean, these have been guys that I knew that didn't invite people into their personal lives in undergrad. And here we are almost seven to eight years post undergrad and they're living living more in their truth, inviting people in and being an advocate via social media. And I was like, man, I really would want to say something. I just didn't, I didn't have the courage as well as I didn't know what I wanted to say. So mm-hmm. this is giving me a, a opportunity to kind of share what I was internalizing around yeah. um, that experience. And I was glad to be able to share with my close knit male friends, you and Rico and Dion about just how it was hitting me. I got really, really, really emotional around that. Mm-hmm. So my, goal is to continue to um remain resilient and yeah down my own journey and grow as grow as a person um grow as as me like how i can show up more authentically in spaces and um advocate yeah for children um and just people in general in that space so yeah yeah so I'll be in more of more more of a representation, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to keep him in our thoughts. Um and yeah, through this podcast, we hope to make sure that people are able to live their most authentic life. Um and so more of our lighter note, like we're focusing on what are you trying, what are you hiding? What are yeah, you hiding? So we would love to you know, share a little funny moment about what we have hid before. Um, Goodness. Whether it be, and you know, yeah. Which the truth is like, every we're all hiding. Well, I don't want to blanket it. I was going to say like, well, we're all hiding something. But 
I think I think more so is that we all are trying to discover more the truth of who we are as we get older. That's and our goal in life is to yeah, our oh. goal in life is to understand is to live more in our truth as we as we get older. Yeah. That's very true. I remember um going into high school and you know, obviously I'm a hairstylist now, but I didn't own that going in. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> going into high school and um at this point the uh, this was the first year that our city schools combined freshmen through t- through 12th grade together. Mm-hmm. Usually there was a, a a bridge, if you will, of just having ninth graders all together um, coming from the separate middle schools. And then we transitioned as 10th grade, sophomore together. Well, this year that wasn't the case. So we get in there. Mind you, I'm already short. I'm barely 5'5". Five, five. And so I go in. Here I am. I know I like men, guys, whatever. And my cousin, which is my play cousin, but, you know, I love her to death. She's going to say um, something about her hair, like, because I was supposed to do her micro braids. And then the dude was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So you do hair? And I was like, mm. <laughs> I was like, it, just that fast. I was like, either I could tell the truth or I tell a lie. So I was like, yeah, I do hair. But you still like pussy, right? I was like, whoa. <laughs> that word. I mean, just the oh, fact that, oh. that that the fact that he was just like, like my masculinity was hanging in the balance, right? Yeah. Just that quick. And I was like, yeah, yeah. In the back of my mind, I was like, no, no. But I was afraid. I had been, keep in mind, yeah. y'all, I've been bullied since elementary school off and on. And yeah. I was like, God, like, I'm just tired. I'm so yeah. tired at this point. So sure, yeah. All of that that it that it comes with it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. He was like, All right, cool, cool then. I'm like, that was it. Okay. <laughs> so for the longest time I hid the fact that um that I liked hair, that I actually enjoyed the beauty industry. And the fact that you did that too. Was- yeah. And just lying about the fact that I liked something that I didn't like. Hell, for that point, even experienced. I was just like, I'm not interested. I'm good. That is true. I am really like struggling for like of of really thinking about like what have I tried to hide? Because I, <laughs> if y'all know me, I am really like an open book type of person, mm-hmm. and so it's very like. And I know there have there has to be some things. Um, the only thing that I can think about is i have always tried to hide my dog and act like i didn't have a dog when i lived in an apartment complex so in other words you was trying to get over yeah because i want to pay that uh and i'm pretty sure many people know me so what am i have done that before i'm trying to generalize mine i everybody (laughs) else do it (laughs) nah you gotta take all the shit two hundred dollar deposit and then fifteen dollars every single month to have a dog. Wait, so it was fifteen dollars extra on top of your rent to have a dog, plus two hundred dollars for the deposit. I mean, okay, deposit, cool. Like, okay, I can. Oh, no, that ain't deposit. cool. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, considering uh-huh. dogs are a whole liability. Well, I don't have to worry about that anymore. Because but let's talk about when you did have to worry about it, and you were standing up there lying. I wasn't lying. I just didn't tell the truth. <laughs> also known as a lie. Also known as sometimes you have to omit 
the truth. Omit. I mean, omit the lie. Omit the truth. Whatever it's called. <laughs> and see, that's the problem right there. See, you're too busy trying to figure out how to lie and can't lie. I don't know. I can't. Mm-mm. I didn't do it. I didn't do it maliciously. I just didn't have the funds, but I needed a dog. You needed a dog. I need a dog for my mental health. So, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because we just going to get into it. Yeah. So, uh, Mario didn't register Copa Obama Madiba, his dog, <laughs> as a goddamn, was a, a health it's professional. A health dog, but he is a mental health dog. Tell us more. Nigel, okay, there are people out here that abuse this system of your dog being like a therapy dog and they put those dogs on t- on. Uh, they put those dolls on a plane and all those type of things uh, to get them on a plane. I actually do have a therapist and I actually have been diagnosed with anxiety and I used to take mm-hmm. pills, you know? Yes. And so, so because... Of, from us. Right, you said what? I said, look at this. We're uncovering things. I exactly. said, that from us. Exactly. And I got off of pills after two years and I learned how to maintain that. One of the things was I did have a dog. Mm-hmm. But when I learned that your dog can be an emotional support dog, I was like, yo, that's dope. Let me do that because then I could have my dog travel with me, which is a lot better. I do feel more calm as much as I travel when I can allow my dog to come to these different cities with me. I just wish my dog was able to have Sky Miles, though, and I've been asking about <laughs> Because I need those points. You know, that would be dope. You do. You love your dog through and through, child. I ain't never seen nobody that love a dog the way you love your dog. Yeah, it's the boy. He's so, the boy. I, the homie. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, cra- the interesting thing is uh, mm, I have, like, not invited... Like, one of the things I will say, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Mm, let us know. So I don't know. I'm single, and like, <laughs> and like, nope, I'm not sharing it because <laughs> I'm single. <laughs> but like, I real, okay, I would say this because I'm going to make it better. Like, if I feel like this person is not going to really, really, like, uh, be a dog person, I don't invite them to my house. Oh, well, tell us more about that, actually. Because I don't want them to be... I don't like that negative energy around my dog. And and what I will say, too, my dog has really helped me without... have Helped me by not having a strong body count. He's been a blocker. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I was not expecting that. <laughs> because, like, you be like, okay, like... I gotta like put the dog. Up. Oh, got it. Okay, tell yeah. us more about that because no, I know nothing it. about this. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got for that part. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> We're not going too far with that. Like we are too. This whole podcast has been a lot. <laughs> it's been very fiery, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> we ended. Mario said the dog has been. A blessing to keep his body count low. Well, amen. Yeah. Awesome. Because it'd be like, awesome. do I really want to go over their house? Do they have, do they house actually, like, based on their perception, is their house safe? Send me your address. What's the area code? Uh, that ain't it. 
I'm good, love. Like Enjoy. seriously, <laughs> like I have, I had, yeah. And y'all know <laughs> this is just so much. I'm just open today. Cause see, that's why when we talk about hiding, I don't never know how to not hide. But yeah, I perfect. Do, like I have not been known to be out here in these streets, and that's a good thing yeah. as a single person. But like, if you are, I'm not judging you. Yeah, of course. But I just choose not to. I, I mean, I, I'm, I love to be emotionally connected to someone. So, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of hiding and dating experiences, what do you typically kind of, I don't want to say hide, but what do you reserve for, like, may it be content? Because you're a talker, right? You, you have a good way of inviting the people in, having conversations. So how do you navigate those spaces? So I'm not going to limit it to just dating. Just like in general, when you're getting to know people, how do you personally reserve information? Because you are a very open book. I don't, you know, I don't care to try to reserve information. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I don't do it because it's boring to me. So you, like if I'm trying to strategically just... do all of this stuff. Yeah, be and mm-hmm. I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, you're still leading people. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am. But the thing is, is that like I don't. I mean, I, you know, people always talk, and I do think that like I don't know. I I'm not that type of person that feel like that. Like you can't, you cannot use my words against me only on account of that I already know me. I already know me. So if I know me, I know who I am. Then it's hard for you to use my words against me because I'm good on that. And I and I already like navigated that space and that thought process. So, oh, Mario did this and did that. I'm like, okay. Well, furthermore, the reason why they, they can't use your words against you because you're gonna say what you say and mean what you say all the time. No reason to guess. So, hiding for you, I can't really see as a thing. So, so to speak. No, but I will say this: mm-hmm. as a child, you know, and I think this is where we get into the meat and potatoes of our of our podcast really uh-huh. is that you know i think many people hide things because they taught they were taught that it was wrong women who like to go out and have fun with a lot of men you know they're taught that that is wrong um or even like like how we talk about with the lgbt community like we're taught that that is wrong right and so i think like when you are trying to hide definitely as you are going into an adult uh, as you are stepping into an adult, like when you are trying to hide things, I think it stems from your childhood and like whether your family told you these things mm-hmm. or whether your or whether society told you. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's how I look at it. Like when I was a kid, you know, everybody, you know, say gay, you know, everything like that. And I didn't have the terminology to actually know who I, I knew I just like dudes you know what I mean type of thing but I didn't have the terminology for it and I think as an adult one of the things I don't like is when people label me before I'm able to describe myself mm. because I was always labeled growing up that's and that's good. like a triggering thing for me but it is and it's associated to hiding so now that I'm out here I'm I'm loud I'm proud well, see, like, that's when people be like oh you came out as if you were hiding right or no, you just didn't give me the space to invite you into my life. Ooh. Boom. There well, it is. I even think about hiding when... Um, like around kids. Like, how did you know when it was wrong? Well, I think about people... There are, like, cultural things, right? Um, 
the one of the things about going to the University of Cincinnati um, and just being introduced to so many people, I was able to meet people from different backgrounds, culture, cultures, excuse me, and everything. And so with that being said, it was amazing to me the cultural differences sometimes that people would hide certain things from their parents, like that they were dating, that they got tattoos or that they drank or, um, I don't know, they changed their major. That's true. And the thing is true. I still haven't brought, like culturally, I still haven't, like, I don't think my parents would matter. Mm -hmm. It would matter to them, but like just the thought of it, like I still haven't brought a guy home. Mm -hmm. I never brought a guy home or never told a show my mom or, or, or any of my family members that I dated this guy or I've been talking to this guy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Even though my dad does ask, like, if it's not serious to me, like, if it hasn't been, like, I guess, like, three, four months, like, I don't tell him. That's just cultural. Even though they're, my parents are very open and allow me to be me, they really did. They allow me to be very creative. But they did not really focus on that gay shit. That's what, you know, I said. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know, and so like I, I had to learn that, but yeah, people. Do- I thought th- I thought that was very interesting as far as like um, we're calling it hiding, but I did think that was an interesting thing that they were reserving that space, like culturally, like oh, I can't tell my parents that I have um, a tattoo, or oh, I can't tell my parents that I drink, or I can't tell my parents this, and I was just like. Whoa. And and it was just new to me because mm-hmm. I grew up in I grew up in a home. Um I grew up in a home where we just we could talk about anything. It's just having the courage to ask. I remember one time, y'all, <laughs> there was a show on BET that was called Old Drama. And I, I was old drama. No, it was called Old Drama. Oh, but the song was Oh So Drama. Was it? Uh-huh, I remember that. With the four black women? Mm-hmm, the big girl, too. What's that, Kim? Mm-hmm. And Vanessa Bell Calloway and all that. And I remember they were talking about adult activities. And I had a question. And my dad just, like, told me what it was flat out. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I kind of went on about my way. But I say that to say that we just had very open dialogue. Yes, that is true. And Nigel was watching... Uh, What's the name of it? Uh, Booty Call at five Ooh, years old. I was watching. Yeah, we was all watching Barney. I, I was Barney not watching Booty Call. Call. I was watching Waiting to Exhale a little later. But five. <laughs> I mean, my favorite movie growing up was The Bodyguard. I love Whitney Houston. R.I.P. But the point is, I wasn't <laughs> used to people having like these these yeah. boundaries with their their families or their parents about certain conversations. Um. Until I came to college, I was like, wow, I didn't, right. that, that was just really new to me. It is um, so when we think about, oh, go ahead. No, there you go. I was like, so when yeah. we think about how we were taught, you know, X and Y and Z things were wrong as yeah. a kid, I just think about my parents being the influencers around this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. So if I did anything outside of that, I hid it because I'm like, well, they said this was wrong and I don't want to disappoint them. And I learned about um, consequences and rewards. So I was like, well, this gives me a reward. This gives me consequences. And if I'm good enough, I can hide this. And if I'm also good enough at the same time, I can get rewards because they'll focus more on this than they'll focus on that. So what do you think is people's breakthrough moments as we have like 
10 minutes today <laughs> left on it. But what do you think is like people's like breakthrough? Mo- like, how do you create a breakthrough moment? Because it's like we all are trying to hide something, but how do we break through that? And even based on your personal experience, I know for me, my mm-hmm. breakthrough moment was really when I saw boys of color be like a Nigel Shelby and, and, and individuals like Zion, uh, Gabrielle Union, and Dwayne Wade's son. like. When I saw that, when I like, and that was this is today, but like, I mean, obviously, you know, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old, like, I was getting into that path of like trying to own me. And it was really like seeing other guys of color and saying, yo, I look up to you, or just things around like, yo, how do you live so authentically knowing that I haven't fully presented myself? I thought it was like a lie. Like if I wasn't living fully as me and people like, yo, like how do you live this boldly and stuff like that? I said, I was like, I need to continue to work on that. And that's what I did. And so I think partially I live to serve. And Mm -hmm. my breakthrough moment was that if I don't own my full self, how am I truly fully serving you know, mm-hmm. if when I own my full self, I was able to true, and I am still able to truly serve. And every moment I get higher and higher within uh, my work and within knowing myself, I, I dig deeper into my soul to figure out um, the things that I do not like and I do like about myself and how can I amend those things and make those better? What are some of my blind spots? Mm-hmm. All those type of things are so important for me to be able to serve. And I think that was my breakthrough moment. Um, my breakthrough moments, <laughs> plural. And you will have multiple. I'm just, yeah. that was just one. Let me tell you something. I could go down to moments, but I just have, I want to just show one of like a sample of maybe that's something that you could do. Like my breakthrough was through service. It could be for you or they'd be to something else. For me, I will say an enlightening moment that I had before there was the breakthrough, I think is equally as important. Um, cause I've had breakthrough moments with sexuality. I've had breakthrough moments with owning that I'm a, a business man. I've had breakthrough moments with several identities that I carry, whether it's being a son, a brother, an uncle, um, an entrepreneur. So I've had several breakthrough moments, truthfully, um, in my life, uh, and, they, and they're all equally significant. I remember being at church and we were praying for families and I was sobbing so much because I really, my my sister and her, my niece's father, um, they co-parent, but I was just like sobbing because I really want my niece to know what it's like to have both parents actively in her life. And at that time, that wasn't the, it wasn't equal. And so I was sobbing for that. And the breakthrough moment, it was just like, I was consoled, which I didn't even know it was happening because I was so wrapped up in my thoughts. But it was just like, as long as we're able as a family unit to support her, she's going to be okay. Of course, she's going to have her own experiences. She's going to have her questions, but you all do what you all can. And the rest is going to be taken care of. That was a breakthrough moment for me when it came to um, being an entrepreneur and just really owning the fact that I'm a creative and that I'm a boss. My teammate, Brittany, like just seeing how she owned, she never asked for permission, but she asked for forgiveness because she's the type of person she, if she has an idea in her mind, she's going to go after it Mm -hmm. and she can't worry about not in a negative way, but she's choosing herself. And so that empowered me to be like, you know what, Nigel, you need to choose yourself more as a businessman 
consider those around you, but you need to choose you at the end of the day and ask for forgiveness later if people ain't fooling with it. Yeah. Um, That's real. That was, that was very empowering to me. It's particularly in our industry. And we both shared the, um, shared the, our first salon together working under another leader. So that was important. And then as far as my sexuality is concerned, two moments happened. The introductory to my breakthrough was, I remember there was a, a black gay wedding that was circulating while we were in college. They called it the Kappa wedding, but- Right, Sean Harper. Is that their name? Is mm-hmm. that the one guy's name? It's amazing. He's in the work of black boy and black male development. Awesome. Maybe well, he that's the right and name. his husband, oh, well, I hope so. Some, you got me riled up thinking that was the name. But nevertheless, they had a wedding that was circulating on <laughs> YouTube, and it was known as the Kappa Wedding, which only one was a member of the organization. But long story short, that was the first representation that I saw of two black men that got married. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. this can happen. Mm-hmm. Something that I've dreamed about, fantasized about, is actually being in real time and then right after yeah, that sometime later sean harper yes 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 got it i okay. see him playing i see him a few times before well i thank um, him and his husband for being my first example of two because they both for kappas right no one i just said that you wouldn't listen that's sean harper was the kappa then because i know that sean's the kappa so then after that um that is when one of my close friends, he shared with his mom at one point and then his father at another point about inviting them into his personal life. And that really inspired me because we have been friends for years. And the fact that he had the courage to have that conversation really mustered up something in me to want to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. So the final like moment to have that breakthrough is when I um was able to get into this my current relationship and the love that has been developed in a relationship really motivated me to have a breakthrough for self like mm-hmm. no matter what happens i'm taking ownership for this moment a lot of times people feel like if they invite people into their personal life while they're in the relationship that that moment is tied to the person that you're with and the truth of the matter is Whatever your breakthrough moment looks like, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, it needs to be for you and not for the other person. Yeah. And I always tell people that, too, like when you are in a relationship and you come out or something like that, like um, like it is it is very, very, very interesting because some people Niger definitely did it. and, And I commend him on that in a strong way. But he. So, so many other people don't do it that way. You know what I mean? Like, they'll do it like, I came out to my family for you. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I didn't do it. Okay, you him. definitely I didn't did it. That. Yeah. I did it for yeah. me. I yeah. have finally arrived to a place, and I'm grateful for my friends and um, so friends and fa- my extended family, if you will, that supported me. Because I remember when I told two of my closest girlfriends um in the back of a car on a drunk night like this is what it is and it was like what we already knew i was like okay don't tell me that i know that part no no to anybody who may be like low-key sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for somebody to invite them into their personal life whether it does it's not limited to being gay it could be anything Mm -hmm. never tell a person i already knew granted 
for me, on one hand, it was like, oh, well, great. But on the other hand, like, wait a minute, ho. So you was already thinking stuff before you even. <laughs> so it's like, just yeah. don't say that to yeah, them. You can tell somebody else, but just don't tell it to them. Okay. So those were some pivotal breakthrough moments um, um, for me. And That's uh, good. Yeah. So you have three minutes. Um, three minutes. Because I just want to be real to our time, guys. I know that, like, our podcast should be a good little car ride. Like we're like on a, for a car ride, stuck in traffic, you know, that type of thing. So that's what we want to, that's how we want to keep it going. But yeah, that was very, very good, Nigel. And I think like we all have, we all still struggle though. You know what I mean? Like there's sometimes where we still hide ourselves. Absolutely. Depending on what situations we're in. So we have to be honest about that too. Yeah, it's definitely an ongoing thing. Even yeah. Even with being a businessman, it's still ongoing um, yeah. about hiding the fact of, I don't know, either the areas that I need to develop. Um, heck, today I, I did a service and I was nervous and I had to hide the fact that I was nervous and I had to motivate myself like, you can do this. Well, then if, I, if that's the case, I'm, I, well, I don't never hide. I tell people, I'm nervous. Yeah, I can't I'm tell people nervous. that when I'm dealing with chemicals no, and scissors and hot But it'd be like, almost like you can't tell people when they didn't pay you money to go speak in an event. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's but true. But I be telling them all the time, shit, I don't give a damn. Let me tell y'all you, pay, Nikki man, told me what y'all know Nikki, who I am. Nikki huh? told me, Ewan Nikki, she said, sometimes in business, you got to fake it till you make it. You do. And fake it till you make it, not saying that you don't have the skills. So let's be clear. Don't be out here being a fraud, ho. If you can't do something, you just legit can't do it. But digging deep a little bit to do the research or knowing that you have the natural skills and abilities to do something. And you just really need to need to go in, go through fear in order to get to that other side. That's it. And you guys have been listening to You Go By Podcast. One thing I do want to share with you guys because it uh, is that uh, allegedly Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union also yes. helped uh, to pay for the funeral yes. for uh, Nigel Shelby. So that's just beautiful. These beautiful. amazing stories that are coming out about them. They are literally just an amazing couple. So um, I just wanted to share that as a closing. Thank of you like, for that. Yeah, of a moment. So we in here. All right. Yes, and please, as soon as we get this um, Gmail cleared up, y'all hit DM until then. In the interim, please DM us topics that you want to hear about, or maybe some um, 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 other co-hosts that you want to hear, a special guest. There we go that you want to hear on the show. We would love to hear from y'all. We thank you so much for your support and your feedback and your love. Um, But yeah, hit us up with topics. We are all about being open, transparent, and also. If you want us to come to a city near you and y'all can sponsor it, let us know too. I'm gonna put that out there in the atmosphere. Hello, this will be fun doing it live. It would be oh. fun doing it live. Uh, me I'm nervous for that, but we could definitely do it. No, I would be so excited. <laughs> oh, to that thing, God, mama, man. Whoa, and thank you so much. You've been listening to the You Go Boy podcast. Y'all be, be safe out there. Bye bye. That was cute. Ha <laughs>